On Saturday afternoons in the fall of 1981, the roar of the crowd would echo across campus every time BYU scored a touchdown. It happened a lot that year. BYU led the nation in offense, scoring more than 500 points thanks to the arm of two-time All-American quarterback Jim McMahon. On his way to setting 70 NCAA passing records, McMahon had put Provo, Utah on the college football map. 20-year-old Sharon Smith hardly noticed. But one evening that fall, she was outside her apartment when a rugged-looking guy with wavy, shoulder-length hair approached. He introduced himself as Mike Leach, a 20-year-old junior from Cody, Wyoming. He lived in the apartment complex next door. They even used the same laundry room. Turned out they had been neighbors for months. Smith was surprised they had never crossed paths. But Leach traveled a fair amount. He was a member of BYU's rugby team. She was intrigued. Leach didn't look like a BYU student. For one thing, his hair was too long. It should have been above his collar, according to BYU's honor code. But Leach ignored the rule. That got him repeatedly summoned to the dean's office. Still, Leach didn't cut his hair. He didn't talk like a BYU student either. His vocabulary was a little more colorful. So was his upbringing. He grew up in Wyoming with boys who spent Friday nights popping beers and getting in fistfights. Ranchers wearing sidearms would come into town for lunch at the local diner. Gunsmoke reruns were all the rage. Marshall Dillon was Leach's boyhood hero. Smith had met lots of guys at BYU. None was as authentic or as funny as Leach. They ended up talking until after midnight, and she accepted his invitation to go out the following night. Their first date was a meal at an A&W restaurant in Provo. That's when college football entered the picture. Over hot dogs and a couple cold root beers, Leach started talking about coaching. His idol was BYU's head coach, Lavelle Edwards. During Leach's freshman year, he had entered his name in a drawing and won season tickets on the 40-yard line. From that perch, he began studying BYU's offensive scheme, a controlled passing game with somebody always in motion before the snap, lots of receivers running a combination of vertical routes and crossing patterns, throwing to the backs in the flat. Edwards's innovative system was a forerunner of the West Coast offense, ultimately popularized by Bill Walsh in the NFL. But at the college level in the early 1980s, no defensive coordinator in the country had figured out how to stop it. To the casual fan, BYU's system looked pretty complicated. And to a certain extent, it was. But Leach had figured out that the genius of Edwards was the way he packaged his plays. He used an endless number of formations to disguise about 50 basic plays. That made it easy for the offense to memorize and difficult for defenses to recognize. Smith had no idea what Leach was talking about, but one thing was obvious to her. The guy sitting across from her sipping root beer through a straw was no casual fan of the game. He wasn't some armchair quarterback either. In high school, Leach had started a coaching file, filling it with newspaper clippings from the sports pages and schematic ideas he scribbled on loose sheets of paper. By the time he got to Provo and could watch Lavelle Edwards up close, he was mapping out his future. BYU had a state-of-the-art offense, Leach said, the best in the country. I started studying it very closely. Lavelle Edwards had a major impact on me. 
After one date with Leach, Smith never saw anyone else. Of all the people I dated at BYU, he was the only guy who knew exactly what he wanted to do, Smith said. He told me right away that he knew he was going to be a lawyer or a college football coach. I found it very attractive that he had a plan and was very confident about achieving it. Never mind that Leach had never played college football, and his only coaching experience was as a Little League baseball coach back in Wyoming. Smith wasn't worried. He could analyze the game and the way coaches were coaching, and he had it in his mind that he could do it better at a young age, she said. Confidence is a very attractive feature. In June 1982, Mike and Sharon were married in St. George, Utah. After BYU, they moved to Southern California, and Mike attended law school at Pepperdine. But just before he got his law degree, he posed a practical question to Sharon. Do you want me to come home miserable and making a lot of money, or come home happy and not earning as much money? She told him that being happy was more important than making a lot of money. Leach didn't bother taking the bar exam. Instead, he and Sharon headed to Alabama so Mike could attend the U.S. Sports Academy. After he obtained his master's, they returned to California, and Mike talked his way into a part-time assistance position with the football team at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, then a Division II school. The fact that Leach had a law degree intrigued the head coach enough to offer him a job helping out for $3,000. Sharon figured that was a monthly salary, but it was $3,000 for the season. With a one-year-old baby, the Leaches moved into campus housing. Their bed was a floor mattress. They didn't own a television. Their motto was, Opportunity Trumps Money. <laughs>